just because you you know you believe these things and just because you have the confidence that doesn't mean that you know you're you're not going to be afraid that doesn't mean that you're not going to you know feel stressed or be anxious it means that you know you recognize that those feelings are not real those feelings are you know ins- instincts from millions of years ago welcome to the man of war with rafa kandi the mission of this podcast is to forge men into warriors to be transcendent leaders, protectors, and providers. You will strengthen your mindset, increase your self-confidence, and fortify your self-discipline as you become battle-ready to dominate all facets of your life. As always, listen at your own risk. Arise a warrior, my brothers. Welcome back to the Man of War. My name is Rafa Conde, and of course, I am your host, a man on a mission here to transform you into a modern day warrior, to transform you into a man of war. Now, listen, let's talk about the crucible. I got to tell you, it was the most transformative, powerful, and inspiring thing I have ever been a part of. 12 men entered the box. 10 men walked out, and uh, I got to tell you that the way that these brothers were bonded, the way that these men came together and built an unbelievably powerful brotherhood, and this was my vision, to have men step into the Men of War Society that are elite guys that have gone through this program, that have graduated, because I will tell you this. Not everyone that walks in will graduate in every group. It is a challenging program. There is no doubt about it. And it's going to strengthen your mindset, your spirit for sure, your leadership skills for sure. I don't give a fuck how many Ironmans or how many uh, triathlons or, you know, if you're past military or law enforcement or where you come from. I'm telling you, this is going to be very challenging because it's not just the physicality aspect of it is overcoming your fears. It is connecting, communicating, bonding as a team, moving as a team. Man, it was fucking enlightening. I can't speak highly enough of this crucible and uh, we got one in August here coming up. So listen, if you have not put put in your application, you got to do that now because we are starting interviews here over the next couple of days. And I will tell you right off the bat that the type of feedback that I have received here from people that are very interested, um, we're going to get busy. We're going to get busy here over the next week or two. The only thing I'm going to tell you is this. We interviewed 123 applicants for our last crucible. We only selected 12. Out of those 123, I'm going to say that about 100 of them were men that are still trying to find themselves, that are weak at heart, that are weak at mind, that don't have what it takes. Doesn't mean that they can't come around um, and build it and step up, but certainly at this point, um, they were not ready. However, If you think you are ready, go to wardev, W-A-R-D-E-V, academy.com forward slash crucible and submit your application and one of our cadre instructors uh, will get to you and uh, they'll set up a time and all that good stuff. All right, I've been lagging on my end for sure. 
All right, do me a favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. All right, you know you love this podcast. We kick ass. There's no doubt about it. The information, the the guests, and what we talk about here is very exclusive. All right, it's pretty unique to the warrior development aspect. And um, I hope that you understand what we're doing here because the reality is that there's not that many podcasts and there certainly are not that many movements out there that are trying to create men into warriors, forging them back to where they belong. You know, we got a lot of masculinity movements, a lot of alpha male movements and so on, business uh, related. But when it comes to really forging that warrior spirit, um, we don't have many movements out there. So hang on to this one here because we are just getting started. Good stuff across the board for sure. So head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. The next thing is, okay, very important, my Instagram account, it is growing. So hop on in, man, communicate through DMs, through messages, whatever. All right, I'm all about connecting with each and every one of you. Um, You are the reason why I'm doing this. And the guys that attended the Crucible um, are a clean and clear reflection of our listening base here, no doubt about it. So head on over to Instagram. It is at Man of War with two R's and give me a follow. Now, listen, this next guest here, this guy is has a very unique story. Uh, Chris Cavallini is a dude that has definitely been on the other side and somehow, some way he found, right? He managed to find his his way back into the warrior's path. Um, and he's a very successful individual now. Some very good tips and some great takeaways from here. And just do me a favor, excuse the wind from the mic because I know Chris was uh, recording outside um, and there was a little bit of a muffled wind on the mic, but all good stuff. You can still hear it nice and clear. And without further ado, let's jump right into this show. Chris Cavallini, man. Welcome to the Man of War podcast. Great to have you on. No, thank you for having me, man. I'm looking forward to the uh, to the talk. Awesome, man. And listen, you know, so um, I've been researching your background here, and you have a very interesting story, uh, certainly a warrior in my book. Um, you're a fit dude, a young guy, successful. You've been through a lot, and uh, somehow, some way, here you are. Uh, kind of uh, trending higher in your life and seeing some good things in the future. Let's talk a little bit about who you are. Can you introduce yourself for our audience? Absolutely. So I was arrested 17 times before my 18th birthday, to give you a little context to how I came up. Uh, didn't have the uh, you know most traditional of circumstances uh, during my childhood and you know teenage years. Basically got to a point where uh, I was getting in trouble uh, a lot, acting out. And uh, the state of Massachusetts, where I grew up, uh, eventually gave me an ultimatum to either go to jail for seven months or join the military. So I subsequently joined the military and uh, spent five of the most exciting years of my life as a uh, Navy deep sea diver, where you know I had the opportunity to grow up uh, a little bit, learn learn uh, how to be a man, you know, learn about discipline, uh, you know, uh, the importance of high standards, attention to detail, and just basically just begin to have purpose and structure in my life, something that, you know, to that point, I had never had. Um, I really, you know, enjoyed that part of my life, uh, just due to the fact that the, the primary, I would say, you know, come up besides all those things that I just mentioned was the fact that being given that ultimatum and, uh, essentially having to move away from, 
uh, Boston and move away from the people, the circumstances, the environment of which I came up in, um, that was a big deal for me. Being taken out of that situation really gave me uh, a newfound perspective uh, in regard to how certain things were influencing me and, you know, a not positive way, as it were. Um, make no mistake about it. I mean, you know, I was not a good kid. I made some very, very poor decisions. And, you know, I am fully responsible for everything that, you know, I've done, everything that I did back then. But, you know, the, 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 the thing about it is whether you're conscious of it or not, you know, the people around you, the environments that you surround yourself in, all of that just, it, it dictates the way you think it, it, uh, you know, plays a massive influence on your mindset, which, uh, in turn, um, influences the way that you feel and the way that you act. So getting removed from that environment was a massive come up for me. It, uh, you know, gave me the opportunity to, to see the world a little differently. And, uh, again, the military was good to me. Um, got to uh, do some pretty cool shit, learn from some uh, very experienced individuals. That's a very elite community, uh, one of the most elite in the entire military. So it was uh, a very, uh, it was a big come up for me, man. And, you know, at the age of 23, I made the very stupid decision to get out of the military prematurely. Um, you know, I, I served my country honorably for five years and uh, decided I want to get out. Um, not for any specific reason other than I did not want to leave Jacksonville, Florida, where I was stationed. And had I stayed in, um, I would have had to move somewhere else. And uh, I liked I liked Jacksonville. I liked my life. I liked the people that, uh, you know, I, I was starting to, uh, you know, a new circle I was starting to create for myself. And I just wasn't ready to leave. And, and you know, I, I was confident that I'd be able to figure it out. So that did not turn out to be the best decisions for me because basically overnight I went from having just a tremendous amount of structure and discipline and purpose, uh, being that everything in the military is so, you know, structured and organized. I mean, I lost that overnight. And, uh, for someone like me with the way that I came up with the way that, you know, some of the, the tendencies and patterns that I had deeply ingrained in me, um, wasn't, wasn't a good move. And, you know, I quickly lost my discipline. I lost my purpose. Uh, you know, lost a lot of confidence and, you know, ultimately found myself working in a strip club. So working in a strip club, um, you know, did not like that environment whatsoever. You know, some guys think, oh man, that's a fucking dream job, hot girls and all that. And it's like, yeah, I thought that too. And <laughs> unfortunately it didn't, uh, it didn't pan out the way that, uh, I had, uh, imagined it. It was a very toxic work environment. You're around shitty people for the most part. And, uh, I just didn't like myself. I didn't like the person that I was, uh, becoming and, you know, ended up just, you know, to get through the, the shifts and, and to deal with the, the, the work environment, the people just drinking at work, like ended up getting a lot of fights with customers and maybe arguing with the girls. Just, it just wasn't the right environment for me. So, you know, I, I made the, uh, the tactical decision to quit and become a drug dealer. That's a, that's a true story. And as, as, uh, as, as crazy as that sounds, I literally at that point thought that to be a better option than working in the strip club and, uh, ended up spending the next, uh, six, seven years, uh, selling anabolic steroids, man. Interesting story, man. No doubt. So tell me, where did the uh, disconnect happen? I mean, coming from a structured environment and, and, you know, coming from the military and then all of a sudden kind of putting that behind you, uh, was it the yep. people that you were surrounding yourself with? Was it uh, your, your, your family members? Was it your friends? You know, talk to me about that. Yeah, so 
it definitely wasn't my family members. I've never been very close, uh, you know, with my family. Um, you know, my mom, just to give you a little context, my mother had me when she was 16. Um, you know, my dad took off before I was even born. And, you know, I, I uh, growing up, I mean, I've spent time in group homes, spent time in foster care. Um, you know, I've spent time living with friends because I was kicked out of the house so many times when I did end up having some stability and living with my biological grandmother. So I've never been uh, very close to my family. They've never been a, uh, they've never really played a, a, a direct impact on, on, on anything. And, you know, the, the, the people that I was surrounding myself with, sure, I mean, that could have played a, a part in it. But I really believe it was the fact that I went from having just structure and purpose, which purpose, that's the thing that so many people fail to recognize when they're trying to figure out why they feel like shit all the time and to figure out why they, they feel stuck and can't seem to move forward. It's like, or, you know, they, 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 they ask, I get asked, I mean, 25 times a week, uh, you know, I get email questions or, or, or messages on social media, you know, where do you, how do you stay so motivated? Where does your motivation come from? And, and, and it's not really something that, you know, it's not really motivation more so than it is just having a, purpose and a passion something to get up every single day and you know work toward and basically when i was in the military i had that i knew where to be when to be there like what to wear uh you know and what the hell to do to uh again overnight having that for the previous five years i just didn't have it anymore and i just i got lost i got lost and uh basically felt purposeless and that, I mean, that's, that's, that's great, man. a great deal of anxiety. I don't mean to cut you off, but that is 100%. I mean, the fact that there's purpose, you know, embedded into your life, man, it could change who you are, you know, literally on a turn, you know, you're looking at life um, at times and you're living life with no purpose. And for those people that un that really don't live with a purpose, I got to tell you, you're missing a key element in life for you to grow. There is no growth. I'm a big believer. There's no growth without uh, living life with purpose. So you came out of the military and then you kind of lost that purpose, I imagine, right? And you kind of took a road that was a fucked up road for the time. How long were you walking that road? Yeah, it was about six, seven years, man. And, uh, you know, honestly, like, it, it's like I lost myself. I, you know, the, the majority of that time, it's like I, I, I was like enjoying at the time, you know, I was a different person then. My mind worked a lot differently. I was enjoying what I was doing to some degree. I mean, I, I was, I was enjoying this fake fabricated life that I created for myself where essentially I was on my own schedule. I, you know, didn't answer to a boss per se. I, to some degree, uh, was in control of the income that I generated. I was making cash where, you know, I mean, and again, I was, I was, I got to where I was making decent money at the time relative to where I was, to where my standards were, to what my bills were, you know, back then. And basically just traveling, partying. Oh, don't get me wrong. I was spending every fucking dime of the money that I was making because when yeah. you're doing something like you're living that fast life, sure, I sure. mean, it comes fast and it goes fast. Um, but basically, you know, it, it got to a point where I started to, you know, get a little older and started to mature a little bit, started to kind of just think about like five years, 10 years, 15 years. And like, you know, this one day I'm just like, holy shit, like I can't do this forever. I mean, I just, I just can't. And, you know, um, I think there's some things that started happening around me that kind of really made me smarten up to that fact and made me, uh, increasingly more aware to what would happen or what could potentially happen. If I didn't, you know, start, you know, figuring shit out, I had, uh, you know, 
drug dealers hang out with other drug dealers. I had uh, a lot of drug dealer friends that started to get in trouble, start getting sent to prison. My best friend, uh, you know, got sent to prison. That was a huge wake up call for me. And, you know, that was basically, uh, I would say one of the final straws that made me realize that it was time to draw a line in the sands, say enough is enough and start doing whatever the fuck that I needed to do for as long as I needed to do it to begin to create a new life for myself. Now, the thing about that was I knew that I wanted to create a new life for myself. And deep down, I always believed that I was put on this planet to serve a higher purpose. But at the time, I honestly had no idea what that was. I had no idea what I could possibly do, you know, being I'd been, I'd been arrested so many times, I'd gotten in trouble. You know, I said I was arrested 17 times part of my 18th birthday. Well, I was also arrested several times, you know, as an adult as well. Um, so I, it was, it was just one of those things where it's like, where do I go from here? I don't have uh, a traditional support system in the sense that I came from a, you know, successful family that, you know, had a silver spoon in my mouth and, you know, kind of showed me the ropes. I, I didn't really have anybody to like, you know, take me under their wing and say, here, here's how you start a business and whatever. So, um, basically, man, uh, I'll tell you, I, uh, went to a buddy of mine who, you know, at the time was, uh, very, very, very successful. And, and he still is. I mean, at the time I mean, he was just, uh, just on another level from where I was and someone I, you know, considered a really good friend and also looked up to, uh, a great deal. And I asked him, uh, well, actually I told him about my circumstances. I put it all out on the table and I said, listen, here's how I've been living my life. I've been living a lie. And it's gotten to a point where I'm just physically disgusted with myself. I'm, 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 I'm getting to a point where I just, I have this like just near paralyzing anxiety about what I'm doing and about where I feel like this is going to end up. I said, I don't know what I can do but honestly, I'm committed to doing anything and everything. Is there anything that you can tell me, anything you can put me onto that can help me start figuring out these answers to these questions that I have? And he, he gave me basically two pieces of life-changing advice that to this day still uh, are, are, are things that I take very seriously and also you know advocate uh, very seriously. He told me that I needed to invest as much time, energy, resources, and money into my own personal development as humanly possible. And he said that I need to start surrounding myself with people who are better than me. And that statement really resonated me with me, you know, being that he said it that way. He said, I needed to surround myself with people who are better than me. He said it just like that. And, uh, you know, from there I took his advice on board and, you know, although I didn't have a lot of, uh, people like close to me per se that were like better than me that were successful i knew some people i had a big network but i also knew that you know i had the ability to put myself in situations where i could be around people who are more successful than me people who i aspire to be like by hanging out in different you know like proper restaurants and going to different like networking events and, and shit like that but just being around the energy and just like learning what i could just observing the way they talk interacting them with the one what i can and just just putting myself in better situations and better environments to where I could start to think a little different. And, uh, you know, between that and the personal development, I became obsessed with the personal development. And, uh, I, uh, Tony Robbins was one of my, you know, uh, early mentors. This was, you know, I was like 27 years old. I'm, I'm, I'm 36 mm -hmm. now back then, you know, there wasn't as many resources, uh, as there are now, as it relates to personal development, you know, now you have just audiobooks out the ass. Everybody has books. There's these great podcasts, you know, like the one we're doing right now. Um, back then, you know, it, it was uh, basically books and YouTube. 
and you know right, I, right. I consumed every I consumed every minute of uh, uh, content that Tony had on YouTube. One of the things that you know he puts out and, and advocates is uh, you know if you want to be successful, model somebody who's doing what you want to do and you know do do what they're doing uh, essentially. And another thing is that uh, you know he he has said that giving back and contributing beyond you know our own uh, personal needs is the only way to he said that uh, by contributing, by giving back and, and doing things to help other people, it was one of the things that helped shape his life and, you know, uh, help him go from, you know, being broke and, 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 and lost to basically creating an amazing life for himself. And he took that advice on board. I went and I went to a, uh, a uh, there's a church that was doing a, like they were serving the homeless. Mm-hmm. And I went, found the, the opportunity online and I went and I went into it that day to give back and i went into that to it that day to give back not because yep. i cared i cared about the homeless not because i really gave a shit about giving back or helping other people at that point but because i'm trying to do what this guy is, is saying in, in the videos that i'm watching my buddy told me to mm-hmm. watch personal development that's what i'm doing and i went there man and i'll tell you within 10 minutes of being there serving these people interacting with these people helping people who needed help a hell of a lot more than i did I felt something that I, you know, to that point in my life, 27 years I'd been on the planet, I never felt that before. I felt deep feelings of gratitude, pride, and just, just fulfillment. And I, I, I realized that, you know, I needed to do something like that with my life to where I had the ability and opportunity to experience those feelings all of the time. And uh, although it didn't happen overnight, ultimately that, that mindset, that thought, that belief uh, is what led me to start my company, Nutrition Solutions, um, which is you know what I do now. That's interesting. So basically, it's funny you stepped in and you did it because you were kind of told, "Hey, this is the path to success." And while you're in there, you just have a, an experience, and you realize that you know what, connecting with people, helping others, is really where it's at. And I've said this over and over again, as a warrior, one of the most important aspects that we have in our life is to be able to give others, right? Share and help with others. And uh, that's crucial, man. No doubt. No doubt. Good stuff right there. All right. So let's talk about your your entrepreneur mindset, your development of self-confidence. I mean, you're a dude that's, you know, you're jacked up. You stay obviously in a very, you know, state of discipline. Um, but let's talk a little bit about your mindset as far as, uh, so here you are 27 years old and you're kind of starting your process. Okay. What, what, I mean, what turned in your life at that moment that said, you know what, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to start developing my company. I'm going to start being my own boss. I'm going to attack what I feel, um, I can do out there and then make a difference in this planet. You know, I just basically realized that the life that you know I wanted, the life that I that I that I saw in my mind, and you know the things that I was visualizing back then, that there was no reason why I couldn't make that happen via the actions that I put in on a consistent basis. And I was fully well aware that you know it would take a long time, and I I, I recognized the fact that it would not be easy, and that you know there would be a lot of uncertainty, to be a lot of adversity. But I also like just I looked at this all these other people that were doing just great things, all these other people that were creating these like very successful lives for themselves. And I just I, I always thought to myself, well, like mm-hmm. if they can do it, like what well, why not me? Like 
right. why can't I do? Why can't I do these things? Just because you know I didn't have the most traditional circumstances. Obviously, just because I was uh, you know arrested you know five trillion times, like there there's nothing that's stopping me from doing what I want to do and accomplishing what I want to accomplish. And that was something I've always I've always had that. That, that 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 confidence to, to be able to speak that put that out there and, and and honestly just because you you know you believe these things and just because you have the confidence that doesn't mean that you know you're you're not going to be afraid that doesn't mean that you're not going to you know feel stress or be anxious it means that you know you recognize that those feelings are not real those feelings are you know in, instincts from millions of years ago that have basically like been put there to protect us from saber-toothed tigers and you know freezing uh, back in the, the the fucking stone age and what have you. So the the, the way that confidence is developed, the way, the way that belief in yourself is developed, is by learning to take action in spite of those feelings. And when you do that enough times, and you act in spite of adversity, you act in spite of seemingly you know insurmountable odds or like unwinnable circumstances you start to figure out a lot about what the human spirit is capable of and you start to not you know uh hide and shell away from adversity but to celebrate it and i mean i've, I've gone as far i mean adversity has basically forged me into the person that i am today talk about my entrepreneurial journey um, you know i uh started from nothing and you know in the last 18 months i've been featured in forbes magazine six times our company was just uh you know nominated in the running for uh the best company cultures for uh you know inc magazine and you know i've, I've brought a lot of people up in the process and i made a lot of fucking money man like the, the the fact is like adversity is what is needed to grow and in any platform in any area of life and uh you know i've gone i've gone as far as incorporating uh celebrate adversity is actually a core value of our company I and mean, that is how much i believe in the value of adversity and uh you know it, it's one of those things that it's it, it's feared by so many people the the slightest hint of discomfort most people want to hide most people want to you know look for someone to uh to, to blame or someone to hide behind and Dude, that's not that's that's not what you need to do. You need to do the opposite of that. Anything you're afraid of, anything that makes you uncomfortable, you need to march forward straight into that. And that is how you get to a point where not only you develop that warrior mindset, not only do you accomplish success, but that thing that you know that you're so afraid of and so fearful, that is how you overcome that. What's the biggest fuck up you've ever been involved with? Oh Jesus! I mean, like. That is a very tough question to answer because there's been like so many. That could be a whole other podcast. Give me, give me yeah. something that you just felt that you could never get out of, and somehow, some way, you, you, you know, you figured it out. Man. All right. I've never actually this. I've never told this story before. I was actually waiting to uh, tell this story on uh, on my podcast, and and I'm going to tell it on my podcast in intimate deep detail but since you asked this without question like a modern day david versus goliath story um when i got arrested in 2015 for crimes that i'd committed uh three years prior so to give that context i walked away from uh you know my drug dealing life in 2012 about a year after i started my company and uh evidently during that time i was set up by a friend uh it was a friend of mine you know back mm -hmm. then set me up 
on uh, you know multiple multiple uh, multiple transactions for you know reasons that are uh, unbeknownst to me to this point. The the uh, Tampa uh, Police Department DEA they decided to wait three years to come and arrest me, and in that three years. A lot had happened. A lot had changed. I had changed my life. I had become a very active part of the community. Uh, my business was doing pretty good. I mean, not pretty good in relation, you know, to at the time to where I was the prior year. I mean, you know, we've since grown the company, you know, 12, 13x, you know, since then. But my life had changed immensely from the person I was in 2011, 2012. So basically, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I got arrested. My bail was half a million dollars, which is absolutely insane. Basically, you know, when you uh, the the way uh, the DEA, the way the uh, narcotics uh, officers, the way they make cases against uh, people for drugs is, you know, they try to bring them in and try to get them to you know tell on other people and set up other people and such. That's what happened to me and when when I got brought in. That's what they were trying to get me to do, and uh, I just respectfully told them that there's just no way that I could possibly even entertain the idea of destroying someone's life because I wasn't able to be held responsible for my own actions. And I respectfully, and in what I thought in my mind, was politely declined their generous offer. Uh, and, you know, they don't like it when you do that, man. So they try to make an example out of me, you know, uh, basically half half a million dollar bail, um, you know, which was all the money I had at the time. I didn't pay half a million. You get to pay, you know, 10% of that to get out. And, uh, you know, that put me in some very rough waters because that just got me out of jail. I still had to go through the legal process. Um, you know, essentially, I was looking at two years in prison, man. They were, they, that was the deal they gave me. They were trying to make a, a, a plea deal of uh, 24 months in prison. Long story short, during that time, um, I had another company uh, basically come out of the woodwork and uh, basically say that uh, they, you know, been watching me for a while and, you know, they, they, they love what I'm doing. They love what my company's doing. And they were interested in basically acquiring my company. And this, this was a company that at the time was probably about, I mean, they were a lot bigger than, than us at the time. I mean, this was a, a much bigger company at the time. I mean, they, they were probably the best in the space. And, uh, you know, it was like, wow, like the universe is looking out for me. Like, as here I am thinking I'm about to go to prison, and all of a sudden, here comes this company to, in my mind, save the fucking day. And they basically made me a, what on paper was an incredible offer. Like, I'm like looking at this thing, this is, this is, this is like almost too good to be true. <laughs> sure enough. Right. Um, basically made a deal with them, and uh, it ended up being an absolute fucking nightmare. Uh, when I tell you, they uh, essentially, for lack of a better term, hijacked my company. That's exactly what they did. I let go, literally, all of my staff minus two individuals because I had to. I mean, I only had twelve or thirteen uh, people at the time, anyway. And uh, basically, they took control of our operation out of their facility. Basically, they were producing all of our product. They were in control of logistics. One mistake they made is they got very lazy and did not take control of our uh, our CRM, which basically had all of our billing and all that in there. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, Man, for six months, I was held hostage by this company, and not only were they destroying the credibility of our brand that we had uh, created to that point by just fucking up clients' orders, not delivering things uh, when they were supposed to be delivered, not making it right after the fact. Uh, they were also uh, providing that they were advertising the product as 
something that it wasn't. They're basically saying, oh, this is organic and then this is grass fed and it wasn't. And that was, that was the straw for me that broke the mm -hmm. camel's back because that's some dangerous shit that, you know, you're, you're, you're dabbing into there. That's, this is my brand. This is my company. Those are my clients. And basically, right, right. Basically me and, uh, three other people made, well, I made the decision and then drugged them along, drugged them through hell, <laughs> but made a decision to fight and take the company back. When I tell you that, that was legitimately the hardest thing that I ever had to do. It was a, they had a, they were a 300 man operation. They had control of our entire operation and everything. And basically, wow. yeah, basically what we had to do is legitimately find a new facility, hire a new staff, have everything literally set up an entire new business, all the while maintaining the existing business without these people finding out. And from one day to the next, pull out of Damn. there and start over again and honestly man when i tell you it was hell it was it was one of the most difficult things most stressful things that i've ever had to do but it, that is what forged the the current uh version of nutrition solutions and our brand and had that situation not happened had those people not like you know done what they did we would not be in the position that we are today man so although it sucked and it was a horrible experience for everybody involved it's also something i'm very very grateful for how many people work under you? Uh, right now, we get about a team of 40. All right. And so what type of leadership skills do you use running your business? I mean, talk to me about that. Yes. One of our core values is lead by example. Um, you know, you, you got to lead by example. I mean, especially with what we do. I mean, we're in the business of helping people change your lives um, and our company's been fortunate to have had the opportunity to you know to, to do that on a very very high scale we have a lot of uh, professional athletes celebrities and just you know tens of thousands of just everyday people that are looking to raise their standards get get in shape be healthy and just improve their quality of life that have used our service and um you know i firmly believe that in order for us to be the best at what we do i mean we need to have a team of of, of, of individuals that believe in the lifestyle that we're representing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would like to think that I practice what I preach. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of, uh, a lot of accountability measures and, and, and different processes in place to ensure that our team does as well. I mean, one of the things that we do at our company that, uh, is, is very, very unorthodox and, and unconventional is I actually pay my employees to work out, uh, two days a week. We have an organized, uh, physical training session uh it's about a 35 to 45 minute high intensity um you know deal where you know we're using sledgehammers on tires flipping tires doing burpees battle ropes all kinds of all kinds of crazy shit like that cool badass to, i love that yeah to start the day because i want to get these guys prime conditioned to attack the mm -hmm. day to feel you know what you feel after you kill a workout and to also you know get them in good uh physical condition we also do mandatory personal development uh, for one hour every day, we have, you know, the uh, entire facility has speakers, um, you know, within, and there's an hour that's allocated to playing, you know, some audiobook or, you know, a, a podcast, something that's conducive to developing their mindset and to basically uh, helping them establish themselves and, you know, grow as human beings. All right. So let's go back a little bit to your younger days. All right. Uh, you basically, as far as your childhood goes, um, obviously there was a struggle there. Um, and then you kind of transitioned over, you hit the military, you came out, did some fucked up shit, 
you were held accountable for it. And then the next thing you know, here you are on that next level in life where now you are a successful entrepreneur, you lead a company. Um, how different do you think you are today versus when you were, say, 18, 20 years old prior to going into the military? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I don't know that there's a accurate metrics of that. But, I mean, the person I was back then when I was 18, just graduated high school and, you know, got sent out to the military. I mean, shit, like I feel like a year ago I was a completely different person than I am now. And the, the, the fact is uh, I believe that that trend will continue because I've set my actions up in such a way that I'm constantly learning to uh, to, to improve, to better myself and to uh, really what it comes down to is learning how to think differently. And this is something I preach and advocate and try to really like just instill in people to get them to understand that the answers to the questions that you know they have that they can't seem to figure out it's not you know you dming you know your favorite uh instagram entrepreneur or you know someone you look up to like there's no video there's no book that's going to give you like that specific answer to these questions it's basically something that you know you're going to learn through the process of training yourself to think differently so you know you ask that question i mean the answer is i am remarkably different i mean you know uh, i'm not the same person that i was uh, a year ago five years ago ten years ago and honestly uh, i believe that i will continue to uh to have that to always be the case because i believe that's what is needed for growth that's what's needed to uh, achieve success at the absolute highest level is continuing to learn how to think differently so you can act in such a way where you're able to produce better results for your life there are some that say that once you're a fuck-up, you're always a fuck-up, and you're liable to go back into the shithole over and over again. Um, and yeah, you've been clean for whatever, year, two years, three years, but uh, you know you still are liable. You still have uh, to cross the bridge. You know, once, you know, a lot of people talk about being a decade clean or, or, or completely changed. Do you really think that 12 months or two years is enough time for someone to change, like to, to clearly change, to have a, a clear clarity in mind, a clarity in spirit, stronger mindset? What's your take on that? I mean, I, I believe change can happen radically quick. And I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it with myself. I've seen it with uh, some of the people that are around me. The fact is, though, I mean, if you're just saying, okay, I'm going to change and you start doing some things differently, you know, you start reading books, you start working out, start, you know, eating better, but you're still like around the same motherfuckers and the same like, you know, environments mm -hmm. that like essentially took you down the like, you know, path of shittiness to begin with. Like, yeah. no, it's not going to work. Like, you, you, you can't expect to, you know, be around the same people or be around the same situations and, you know, create uh, positive, lasting change in your life. Um, it's an ongoing campaign. It's something that, you know, you need to deliberately focus on and, and, and understand it's not, you know, one thing. It's not, you know, three months. It's not six months. It's a, it's a, it's a, it, it's a journey that, you know, will not end until they're essentially lowering your casket into the fucking dirt. But the fact, go. the fact is there are things that you can do to set yourself up to optimize that process, to set yourself up, to speed things up. And that's by cutting out, you know, as many 
you know, shitheads as possible, putting yourself in situations that I alluded to earlier, like going and, you know, giving back in the community. And if you're just starting out, go to networking, uh, you know, groups and meetings where you're around positive, like-minded people that, you know, you're just able to pick up on those vibes, learn from, and just, you know, live your life. Uh, basically, the polar opposite is how you're living it out. If, in fact, you know, you're somebody that comes from those circumstances and, and needs to make those changes. So you truly believe that you were a changed individual from, say, 12 months ago? I, I believe I'm a different person from the person I was a month ago. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, like, I, I don't hesitate to tell you that because, again, like, one of the most important work of my life is the one hour of personal development that I mandatory allocate towards every day. No matter what day it is, Monday through Sunday, no matter what's going on, no matter how fucked up my day was, no matter what... Okay, this is this is mandatory. This is the work of my life. This is the, the work that, that is the most rewarding, uh, you know, uh, mentally, physically, financially. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, by, by doing that, again, I'm always learning how to think differently. I'm always evolving. So, yes, I absolutely consider and tell you I'm a different awesome. person today than I was a month ago. Now, th this dynamic change, and my point here is this, this dynamic change didn't just happen by you saying, hey, I'm going to do this. For our listeners, you got to understand, this man here took action, all right? Bottom line is that he put on his big boy pants, okay, tightened his jock strap and said, fuck it, I'm going to go through with it and move toward the fucking sound of gunfire. It's not like, hey, you can just wake up and say, hey, today's a great day. I'm going to change. All right, you got to take action. So my point here is this, Chris. I mean, you did what you needed to do. If you needed to reject people that were bringing negativity in your life, so be it. You did it. You moved forward. You carried on. And, and you've had a dynamic change here over the last, you know, whatever year or so. And you're constantly changing uh, to better yourself. Now, talk to me about spirituality in your life. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not a man of God per se, but I do believe that there is a higher power out there that's guiding us. And again, it's all, it's, I, I believe it's all the same, you know, whatever, whatever you believe in, I mean, we all know and all believe that there is some higher power that basically keeps all this going. And the, you know, spirituality aspect, you know, I hold true to my, you know, to my life, to I think, to my everyday actions, I firmly believe that when you do good things and you are a good person, good things will happen to you without question, 1000% of the time. And, you know, often it, it, it comes back at a disproportionately higher rate, provided you are consistent. So I try to do the best job that I can managing my thoughts by waking up and deliberately forcing myself to think about the positive outcomes that I want to achieve that day. I allocate time every single morning, both when I wake up, to think about the things that I'm grateful for. I also have, uh, you know, during our morning meeting um, with all the, uh, the team at Nutrition Solutions, the first thing that we do prior to getting into the day's business is take 90 seconds where everybody, 90, 90 seconds of silence where everybody sits there and thinks about all the things that they are grateful for, because I understand the importance of that. I understand the importance of, you know, thinking positive and being grateful for what you have now, because without that, without taking uh, that, 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 that initiative and being grateful for what you have going on now, being, you know, happy with your life circumstances is impossible to attract better things, new uh, things into your life. So, you know, spirituality for me is basically understanding that if 
I stay very, very positive. I stay very optimistic. If I visualize the things that I want, no matter how, how far off I may be from them right now, if I can see those things clear in my mind and feel as if I would feel as if I already had those things and then back it up with, you know, massive, relentless, aggressive action on a consistent basis, there's truly nothing that, you know, I can't achieve. And I honestly, it's not that I believe that. I know that that is true with every cell of my body. Awesome. All right, so talk to me about discipline. How do you apply it in your life? And while you're talking about it, kind of lead us through your daily routine. Okay, so so look, d- discipline, you know, I think there's a, a lot of uh, maybe misconceptions about what discipline is or why it's important. I mean, the fact is, without discipline, success of any kind is basically impossible. And, you know, people really need to be aware of that. They need to smarten up to that. And they also need to understand that, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do, a lot of simple things that you can do every single day to begin to improve on your levels of discipline. And, uh, you know, it, it basically probably starts with acknowledging the fact that you lack discipline and, you know, basically taking action consistently on a daily basis to improve on that. Um, I believe a great place to start, you know, with discipline is waking up early, earlier than, you know, you think you have to and getting a workout in. That's going to do a couple things, man. That's going to give you a good jump start to the day. It's going to put you in a situation where you're willingly, consciously doing something that you don't really want to do. And also give you the opportunity to go work out at the beginning of the day, which is much better overall than working out in the middle of the day or working out later. Because not only... Do you, uh, are you able to take advantage of the physical benefits, which regardless of what time of day that will be in play, the mental benefits that, you know, you experience the endorphin rush, just the, 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 the mood, the, the confidence, the sense of accomplishment that you, you know, feel after a very, very difficult workout. You now just prime yourself peak mental, mental condition that you are going to enter the day with and just put you in a much stronger position to, uh, you know, dominate the fucking day and do what the hell you need to do to, uh, to essentially win, um, and, you know, perform all the tasks that you need to perform at the highest level. Um, you know, discipline is something that people need to be aware of, uh, and, 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 and take conscious, deliberate actions on a consistent basis to, uh, to improve. And, you know, it's not very often that I recommend taking the, uh, taking the, 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 the easy road, um, because that's basically like the opposite of discipline. But in this instance, the easiest way that you can begin to cultivate discipline in your life is simply by getting up earlier and going and working out and not going to work out, like just putting through fucking around your phone, mm-hmm. going on the elliptical or the treadmill at a leisurely comfortable pace, get in there and fucking get after it. Literally push yourself high intensity interval training, do burpees, do all the shit that you hate to do, do the hard stuff, do the stuff that you're intimidated by, do the stuff that you feel like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Cause you know, I'll look stupid. Do that shit. Because not only are you going to do the things that are hard, that are physically going to be uh, beneficial for you, you'll feel fucking incredible. And also, you're going to take advantage of a huge opportunity to uh, level up your discipline, your mental toughness, and your confidence that accompanies uh, those two things. Boom. Good shit right there. So how do you maintain your standards for excellence? For example, I saw a video um, where you're looking through one of the... um, through the food and you kind of like you know saying that it looks like shit worth the presentation 
Um, is that the way, I mean, are you involved that deep with the company where you're looking at everything that goes out and you're making sure that everything looks to what you feel your excellent, your, your standards for excellence should be? Yeah. So, so what you're, what you're referring to is, uh, Basically, we have a process every single week where, you know, our team gets together and they present to me the menu for the following week prior to it getting sent out to our clients. And uh, this is something that, you know, we've been doing um, for uh, over a year now. And uh, basically, yeah, I mean, I want to know and I want to ensure that everything that we're doing is, you know, to the smallest detail is being done with the most care, pride. Mm-hmm. And to conform to the high standards that we have set as a company, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a team, as an organization, and basically pr- uh, provide our clients what they deserve. And you know, my standards are again something else that's also uh, forever evolving because that that is how you change your life. The, the only way to change your life in, in, in a positive, productive uh, way is to raise your standards. And, you know, I am always looking for areas to improve. I'm always looking to just make things better, no matter how good things are, no matter how, like, you know, uh, no matter how good a a meal is at that point, you know, I I, want to, what is something that we can do better? I mean, it, it could be something as simple as putting some little garnish, some little small detail that just shows that, like, you know, when you're paying attention to those details, that is where pride comes from. Paying attention to sure. details, uh, you know, basically that is what cultivates excellence and that is what, you know, generates massive uh, results. So, you know, I want to uh, I want to make sure that you know, not only that the things that we're sending out to our clients are up to uh, up, up to par, up to standard, but I also want to make sure that, you know, my team is developing these the, the, the same keen sense uh, of attention to detail and I, I want to help them evolve their mindset and basically help them think on a higher level towards they uh, can also you know share in the same uh, you know mindset to look for areas to improve and they do I mean my team is awesome they know you know coming in they know what time it is uh, you know we, we, we started to, to to document those videos and, and post them and people were like holy shit like this guy this is his company and he's saying that some of his own product sucks it's like yeah i'm gonna if it sucks i'm gonna say it sucks i'm not gonna be on there glorifying it saying it's good if it's not fucking good i want to be transparent i want to you know show people what goes into a process of you know when, when you're on that 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 journey of trying to pursue excellence i want to show them what it takes to lead a team to hold people accountable to hold people uh strictly to high standards and basically it also is an accountability measure for me and for us as an organization to put that out there because once it's out there uh obviously that puts our back against the wall and puts us in a position that we have to fix those things good stuff right there man good stuff you know you very uh, you carry your pride you know very well so and especially that you have a company right now that is kicking ass and is successful and you're there and you're basically getting your hands dirty with everybody else uh, because, you know, that is, you know, your pride and soul right there, man. Awesome. Good shit. Hey, listen, I'm going to ask you a question um, that I ask all our listeners here, uh, excuse me, all our guests, and it's a very simple one. What is your definition of a modern-day warrior? A modern-day warrior is someone who has accepted total responsibility for his or her life, makes no excuse for anything, owns their outcomes no matter what, and has basically made the decision 
to raise their standards and do what they need to do to create a better life for themselves and the people around them because they recognize that we only get one shot at this thing called life. Just one. And honestly, life goes by quick. The sooner you're in the game, the sooner you understand that, the better off you're going to be in you know, a modern-day warrior through their actions, through their mindset, through just the energy and the, the, the aura they project out in the world. You know, Not only are they able to move their own lives forward, but they also have the opportunity to bring other people with them. And to me, that is what success is truly about. Very cool. Very cool. Good stuff right there. All right. So um, where can our listeners uh, reach you through social media? Where can they follow you? And also the name of your company. So in case these guys uh, are in the area and then they want to order some of that, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you guys check out my podcast, the Start Today podcast. We're on iTunes. Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all those uh, start today podcast. If uh, you know you're digging the vibes of this interview, uh, you'll definitely appreciate the content I put out on there. Um, at Chris Cavallini, C H R I S C A V A L L I N I on Instagram and Facebook, and the company is on Nutrition Solutions, NutritionSolutions.com. Um, you can check us out. If look, you're someone who wants to step their game up, look better naked. Um, you know, uh, hopefully there's something we could do for you and, uh, definitely follow us on social media as well, because even if, uh, you know, you're on top of the diet, you're doing, uh, you know, uh, you, you got that on track. We put out some pretty good content uh, as well. It's like, you know, motivational, entertaining, um, and just basically, uh, more so mindset stuff as well. So, uh, I think, uh, again, you guys can uh, find me on all those, uh, platforms. And if you did listen this interview shoot me a message let me know your feedback i'd love to know uh what you thought and uh brother thank you for having me on man i really appreciate this uh this opportunity it's been uh it's been fun talking to you boom man great stuff right there you're a smart dude and i love your story man you speak with passion you speak with honor and, and that the fact that you stepped up and you know you definitely said you know what i'm gonna take action in my life change it and here you are today man my kudos uh, kudos goes to you my hats off goes to you and uh i gotta tell you man keep it up stay the course no doubt about it we would love to have you on soon enough here at the show again yeah man let's do it thank you look forward to it all right brother stay safe out there man good luck to you there you have it. What a great conversation with Chris, man. This guy knows his shit. Some great takeaways, some very powerful components that I think that will really um, change you if you can apply them and if you can integrate them into your life. Or remember to go put your application in for the Crucible for August 14th through the 18th. If you feel you have what it takes, and I know you do, all right, let's do this. All right, stop procrastinating. It is time right now, right here, all right, to get involved. All right, we want to be able to interview more men so we can solidify this trend that we have right now because group one, the way they set it up, boom, fucking powerful shit, some great stuff. So if you're willing to step up and be part of group two, go to wardev, W-A-R-D-E-V academy.com forward slash crucible and put in your application to become a man of war, to be part of the Man of War Society, to be connected to a very powerful brotherhood. All right, until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.